Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Happy Saturday, friends. It is the first day of July of 2023, and welcome to our Scripture Time of Prayer. Great to be with you. I hope you're going to have a great holiday weekend. Uh, I'm going to be flying up to New York uh, to be with my family, so I won't be able to be with you tomorrow, but uh, the Scripture uh, Reflections will begin on uh, again on Monday, and including through the 4th of July and, of course, all of, all of the week. Well, we're going to... Uh, Get a good lesson from the Gospel of Matthew here today. And as usual, uh, by the way, we're, we're live. I can see your uh, comments here. And let me see here what we have to do. Uh, yes, I can see uh, what you're saying. Feel free to leave your comments and uh, let's get uh, into prayer. Let's get into the presence of the Lord together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for the beginning of a new day and of a new month. We thank you for the upcoming celebration of our nation's independence. Lord, the importance of understanding freedom as our founders understood it, as they constructed the mechanisms of our government to preserve it, but also as they understood, more importantly, that freedom is from you. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. In Christ we have liberty. The truth has set us free, and our founders knew this. May we always preserve it in our own hearts, in our families, in our churches, and in our nation, also throughout the world. Forgive us our sins. Renew us in repentance. Purify, strengthen, and enlighten us, and send us on mission to build a culture of life, to end the evil of abortion, and to bring all people to you. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Let's read from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion approached him and appealed to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, suffering dreadfully. He said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion said in reply, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, here, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Amen, I say to you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom will be driven out into the outer darkness where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, you may go as you have believed, let it be done to you. And at that very hour, his servant was healed. Jesus entered the house of Peter and saw his mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand. The fever left her, 
And she rose and waited on him. When it was evening, they brought him many who were possessed by demons, and he drove out the spirits by a word and cured all the sick to fulfill what had been said by Isaiah the prophet. He took away our infirmities and bore our diseases. Well, brothers and sisters, I want to focus here on the faith of the centurion, faith that Jesus praised. In fact, he praised this faith as higher and stronger than so many who were people of the covenant. Perhaps this is because when we have a long-standing connection to religious rituals and God himself institutes so many of these religious rituals, we're not saying that there's anything wrong with them. That would be, that would be heresy. What we are saying is that the value and the importance and the power in religious rituals is precisely from the power of the person of Jesus Christ. We can never separate them from him. Jesus tells us to do certain things. Take and eat. Do this in memory of me. Go, uh, he said to the blind man, and, and wash in the pool of Siloam, and you'll be able to see. Obviously, anything that Jesus commands us to do, confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, believe in his blood for the forgiveness of your sins, anything that he commands us to do, we put our faith in him, and therefore we do it. Notice the difference. We're not putting our faith in the rituals themselves, because if you have rituals that you think are going to do something, up and you separate them somehow, apart from the authority of Christ, apart from the person of Christ, or you invent them without the person of Christ, well, that boils down to magic and superstition. Now, some people think that all religious rituals are magic and superstition. Let's get the right balance here. It's not a question of either you reject all religious rituals or you're magical and superstitious. It's a question of believing in Christ. He's the person with the authority. He's the one we believe in and follow. He's the one we listen to. So if he says, I want you to do A, B, and C, well then those rituals or those things that he's telling you to do have power because of him. Look what God said to, to Moses in the desert. Make a bronze serpent and mount it on a pole. And anyone who looks at the serpent will be healed. Is that superstitious magic? No, that's obedience to the authority of God. Okay, so here the centurion gets it right. And he says, Lord, he's willing, Jesus is willing to come to his house to heal his servant. Jesus knows he can do that. The centurion knows he can do that. But he says, Lord, you don't even have to come. Here he's showing how, how his faith is not in whatever Jesus might do when he gets there. Maybe he'll tell the centurion, look, you have to uh, 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 do this or that to your servant in order for... He doesn't know what Jesus will ask be done if he goes to his house. But that doesn't matter. He says, Lord, whatever you do when you get there, whatever you might ask me to do when we get there, it all comes from you anyway. You're the one with the power. You're the one with the authority. So just say the word. 
God created the world by saying a word. That, that it was as simple as that. He spoke and it came to be. God will raise the dead by saying a word. He speaks and it happens. The centurion understood this. Everything else is secondary. God will, in fact, command certain things. He commanded Moses to go to the top of the mountain. He gave him tablets with commandments. He could have just put the knowledge of the commandments directly into the minds of all the people. Why didn't he do that? Or he could put the knowledge of his word into the minds of all of us directly and immediately right now, and we wouldn't need this broadcast. I would miss getting together with you, but we would all have a knowledge of the word. But God doesn't do things that way. But he could if he wanted to, and that's the faith we have in him. And that's the faith the centurion showed here. And that's why Jesus praised him. Because maybe some of the people in the covenant who were not putting their faith in Jesus had gotten lost in hypocrisy and woe to you scribes and Pharisees, you pay tithes on mint and you do not follow the laws of God or the demands of justice. They had gotten it wrong. The Pharisees fell into legalism and forgot the power of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the faith exhibited by this centurion. We ask you that we would have such strong faith in the authority and power of the person of Jesus Christ. He is the one that, through every age, extends his healing mercy to us. He is the one through whom all things were made in the first place. And he extends to us the forgiveness of sins and the promise of resurrection. Thank you, Lord, for these blessings. And we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, we pray for all your intentions as well, friends, and uh, again, have a wonderful Holiday weekend, we'll be joining you on uh, Monday, day after tomorrow, for more Scripture Reflections. And in the meantime, stay connected with me on social media, at FR Frank Pavone. Say the uh, prayer, for Independence Day prayer that we have at prayercampaign.org. And finally, as I've asked you in the past, I want to renew my appeal to you. Give a donation to our work. ProLifeGift.org, you know, we rely only on people like you. Those abortion businesses, you know, they get all kinds of money from the government, Planned Parenthood, millions and millions of dollars. But we rely on good people like you. Even a little bit, ProLifeGift.org, it'll help us, especially get through these summer months. They're always difficult with for every group. Uh, and especially with, the, with this Biden economy, every group is having difficulties with fundraising. 
Uh, but I know that I can rely on you. So ProLifeGift.org, thanks in advance. And we will talk to you soon. God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.